Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi everybody and welcome back to Cricket Unfiltered. Well, the big bash gets underway tonight with the Brisbane Heat hosting the Melbourne Stars. And I've got a mega big bash preview for you. It's a shortened season this year with each team just playing 10 games and the top four teams make the finals rather than the top five that made the finals last year. So the final structure seems to match what they're doing in the IPL where one and two get a second chance and three and four have to win three games to win the title. So it's going to be a fantastic season. And in this preview, I've got interviews with the Sydney Sixer Stephen O'Keefe Then I've got Lance Morris, who's going off to the Aussie squad. Uh, I've got Adelaide Strikers fast bowler Wes Agar. And I've got one of the young guns of Australian cricket, Jake Fraser-McGurk, who recently made the quickest list day 100 in history. So really good preview ahead for you. Let's get underway. I've got Stephen O'Keefe, who I caught up with at the SCG earlier this week. Just at one point, we're talking about a spinner they've just signed at the Sixers called Israel Al-Haq Navid. Uh, I think we spoke over each other when we said the name, so it might not be too clear who we're talking about, but Sock calls him Izzy. So enjoy this interview with old friend of the show, Stephen O'Keefe. All right, listeners, we're now with friend of the show. He's been on a couple of times. He's a, he's a media titan. He's now back playing for the Sixers, Stephen O'Keefe. Socky, is this the last season for you in the Bash? Johnny Farnham. Yeah, you're coming back for one more? Uh, Farewell tour I, again? I, I dare say this will be my last uh, manners. It's just getting so hard. You know, when I started playing, I remember looking at some of the older players who were playing at the time, you know, in their twilight years, and you'd look at them and go, how have you let yourself go so badly? You know, I won't name names, but they put on weight. And they're like, geez, all you have to do is go to the gym once a week. And now that's, that's me. I've turned into that guy. You become a little bit disinterested. You know, you're probably energy-wise not keen to get up and do the hard work as you used to do. So 
uh, I'd say mentally, it's probably the hardest thing. Do, to do you do think you'll get the same reception as like John Farnham as you travel around oh, the country yeah. at the grounds? They'll be cheering you off. I expect to be, um, yeah, I expect to be cheered off. I remember I played here when Brett Lee had his final game. There's probably forty thousand. So, um, It'd be similar I, for you. Well, actually, I actually, I probably think I'll get dropped before I, I get my opportunity to play by last game. <laughs> well, they've, they've signed a new spinner. Did, did <laughs> yeah, you? What was yeah, in the easy, That easy last year. Todd Murphy's the next big thing. Yeah, so they've got Todd Murphy. So got I'm not even starting. I'm not even uh, the starting spinner. I wouldn't have thought if if all fit. I'd say that's Todd's mantle now. So I'm just in as a bit of. Uh, you know, to sort of uh, help. Moral support. Ass- yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> just try and add value somewhere. I don't know, clean some boots, pack the kit when we have to go, get the stuff off the plane. Yeah, all that mix sort of the Gatorade. Stuff. Yeah, so that's my that's my new role. Excellent. Mm. Uh, well, I think you'll do well at, at the social <laughs> <One> stuff. Excellent. <of> <laughs> but seriously, I mean, you had a great season last year with the mm. ball. They were coming out beautifully in the big bash, mm. conceding runs at a very miserly rate. You must be sort of confident about, you know, getting back out there one more time. You know, the guily, the, you know, you talk about your age. It's, you know, obviously put on weight, a bit slow, all that stuff. But it also, you get a lot of experience with that. Yeah, well, that's, you know, Greg Shipper does say, our a masterful coach, you know, experience never gets old. And, yeah, I, I think because we've had, I mean, our last five years have looked pretty good. It looked good on paper, you know, we made a semi uh, against the Renegades, it wasn't for Dan Christian who come out and, and belt us all around the park down there at uh, Etihad or whatever the, the ground is yep. down there. Um, Marvel. Marvel. Yep. Uh, then we've gone final, 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 and last year finished second before we lost in the, the prelim. So I think because the team's done so well, that's encouraged me to keep going. I, I have a lot of fun playing this form of cricket, and the team's done really well. So when you combine those two things, it's a great time of the year. Summer, you get to go out and do it. They're all things that lead me to want to play, but as I said, I'm finding out now that you know we've got some great young kids. We've got Joel Davies who we've signed, who I think is going to be. You know, I've seen Ollie Davies and the things that he's done in Shield cricket now and in Big Bash cricket, and I think Joel is going to be just as good. He's a spinner as well, isn't well, he? Well, yeah, left arm finger spinner, and his batting and fielding is high quality. Uh, he's a young guy, so he's a guy that's going to be coming on the scene. So, you know, I I dare say this will be it. But yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun, and I just want to enjoy. This season, whether it's playing or sitting on the fence, just try and help out as much as possible. Um, and as I said, I've, I've had a great time. You know, we've won a couple of titles. We've played in some big games. I've got to play with some idols. You get to play against some of the best cricketers in the world. It's just, it's sort of a, a pinch me moment every time you get to put on the sixes colours and get out there in front of a crowd. So I've never, I'm not taken it for granted at all. And I, as I said, I just really want to enjoy this year, however it turns out. I mean, you've been with the Sixers since the beginning. I mean, you've, you've you, this, you, you know, you've so much part of this club. I guess now you talk about sort of uh, your different role. You know, you're sort of keen to maybe impart some of your wisdom onto a Joel Davies or a, a Todd Murphy. Yeah, I mean, I a lot of these guys. You know, I think we all learn off each other. I think that's the that's the strength of this squad. And you know, Todd is just uh, you know he's he's a, he's a learner. You know, he's always going around asking questions to everyone and you know this is a guy that's already taken uh, a seven for for Australia uh, had success but he just wants to continually upskill so where he's game at now at his age you know I only imagine what that'll look like in five years time um, so we're all I think it's a great little spinning community we've got and we'll throw Izzy in the mix as well he was here last year and yep. and performed really well in a few games um, adds another uh, I guess point of difference to our spin bowling attack so Moses, Moses has got a couple of options so, yeah, I mean, it's just nice to be a part of 
that group. It keeps you young, keeps you fresh, and you know I'm learning just as much as them. And anything that I can share in regards to, you know, grounds or opposition that they may not have seen, I'm happy to help out. But again, you know, a really good moment for me last year was Todd playing against the Thunder at their spotless. You know, he was the out-and-out spinner in that game. Um, Shippy decided to go with him over me. And I felt like I matched up pretty well against the Thunder. And he, he went out and he, he did a really brave review where he got an LB and just bowled beautifully. And I think at that stage, I think everyone just went, right, we're, you know, we're safe now. We've got a guy who we can really bank on now moving forward. Um, so, you know, that's job done by the club. And now it's about trying to build other guys up so that they're ready to go. Um, and when they get that opportunity, they're not feeling their way. They're actually ready to go. So... We know that we've got that with Todd. We know we've seen that with Izzy and his international experience and hopefully we'll get that with Joel at some stage during this season. And a bit of a shortened season this year, which I think is probably good. It's a 10-game per team season before the finals. I just Do you think that's going to be a good thing? You know what? I, I envisage T20 cricket growing, not contracting. You know, I understand why they've done it. You know, they want to try and fit it into the school holidays. They want to make it family and fan friendly I guess um, and you know trying to I guess limit the number of games you probably get more people watching um, so you know from a personal point of view 10 games great that means you know it's shorter you're not playing as long however for the concept of the game to grow I'd really like to see it getting bigger going the other way whether that through is through team expansion and more games so and I'll be interested to see how that does go because we've been there before and when we did have eight games a season when it originally started you know you'd, you'd get in Melbourne their derby got 80 to 90,000 at yeah. times so I guess you don't want to dilute the product we've got Steve Smith back playing this year we've got there's some great overseas playing as I said and I think it's important that the game really does make heroes of their local talent and I, I think you know sometimes we can get really caught up in looking overseas at the next bright thing to come and play when I think we've really got it here at home there's some good young players there's some good established players uh, who are already playing this competition that we really need to focus on and highlight um, one name that comes to mind is Cooper Connolly who's Ooh, you know yes. yeah well I mean you look at last year well, he right, won it for the Scorchers last year that's right so you think about the Scorchers last year and you think Cameron Bancroft didn't play the start of the season he wasn't even in the Scorchers team then goes on to be the MVP of the tournament uh, opening the batting Adam Lyth was in I'm like, at what point do we want to sacrifice Cameron Bancroft or that like player and miss out on that opportunity of seeing them play? So, uh, And then Cooper Connolly comes in, steps mm. in in the final, and, and he's now a household name. So these are guys that I'd want to be, you know, putting the funding behind, signing on big contracts, making sure they play at the Scorchers. Um, and then when we get the Aussie guys back, just allowing them the freedom just to walk into any team that they want rather than, you know, sort of the bureaucracy bureaucratic tape that can sometimes get in the way of these situations just let them pick a team and and play for it and the whole product and everyone else will get better for it you spot on because i think some of the exciting things are when a young player emerges and does mm. what a cooper Connolly did mm. in the in yep. final uh, it's, it's not all about the overseas players and you're right we've got all the local stars so mm. you know there's quite a bit here and i think the 10 game comp will be good because it'll it'll mean more games in prime time yep and give everyone a chance to really lock in to every game almost. Whereas I felt that when it was 14 per season, you have the odd up, you know, trying to fit them in, you'd get games at the odd time and it'd be sort of hard to keep up a little bit. 
Yeah, I think it's it's definitely resonates with the fans because and that's the most important part. You don't want to discredit the fan. You're right, man. It's, you know, 10 games, there's five home games. People will be making sure they get out to that mm. moment. It, there's a lot more emphasis now on each game, whereas before you could get off to a slow start in the back and then, you know, all you had to do was just slide into fifth and you're like the heat, you, you, you're, you know, a couple of balls away from winning the thing, you know. And now I think with four teams, which is the better way to do it, you know, and just a, a shorter, sharper thing, I think fans will really enjoy it. Um, but down the line, I'd just love to see it get bigger and bigger because it is a form of cricket which is just successful. So we want to celebrate it. Indeed. I actually spoke to a listener of the podcast who's from re- regional New South Wales, and he was saying that he does feel like regional areas have been a little bit forgotten by the Big Bash. You yep. know, it's Sydney Thunder, Sydney Sixers, you know, what about the country areas? So maybe if you expand, you know, you bring in the regional areas a little bit more, whether that's a, a team in, in Canberra or regional Newcastle, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I again agree with you, Menas. I think being able to say, I mean, you look at some of the great New South Wales cricket teams, and, you know, purely just being biased here and saying that the next team would be in New South Wales. But country of Victoria. Country of Victoria. Well, a lot of these country, a lot of teams, state teams, were stacked with players that learned their craft out in the country. You know, they come to the city and do well. Mm. But it's such a, it's such a, you know, a plethora, a, a supporting ground for um, young kids who will say, yeah, I grew up here, grew up here. And, you know, being able to go out there and play, whether it be Coffs Harbour where we might get 10,000, it actually has such a great impact on the people in that community in that area that you're sort of like, oh, geez, I wish we could play, you know, two or three games. So you you want to be able to spread spread that out as much as possible with what team? Yeah, I, I, Canberra would be the obvious one. You know, they were around back in the day, weren't they? When they yeah, had the, the Canberra Merc- Comets. Yeah, the Mercantile. I mean, you think of some of the great players, Gaza, Haddon, Murph Berendorf, Murph Hughes. He played for the Comets. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure this will all be tabled with uh, people more powerful and uh, paid yeah. more than us. But, um, you know, why not expand into southern parts of, you know, PNG? They've got teams, wow. you know, some of these are... Thinking so, global. Well, just in our, in that yeah. side, but, you know, like you it. look at, Reed, don't miss the mile. You look at league and the success that that's had up that way when they've got the Pacific Nations and... You know, as I said, I think why not be try to expand and, and make it great, not dilute the talent, but, you know, give everyone the opportunity to access the game. Big bash to Vegas, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you never come back. I, like, we're so, wait, I'll, we're... Never, I'll never be invited for starters. <laughs> um, wait, that'd be fun. Jeez, I'd like... I'll, I'll be going out to watch the footy there? Will you be... I'm not a big NRL fan. Okay. But oh, uh, oh. I wouldn't mind going to Vegas just to have a good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned Gaza, Gary yeah. Lyon, Nathan Lyon. He's not too happy with the Sixers after he was unceremoniously dumped or not offered a contract. Any comment on that? Yeah, look, I think where Gaza's end up is is good for him. It's good for the game. Gaz is, you know, when they had the team of the decade, he's in there. So he's he will be forever remembered as one of the great Sixers. I think he's the, not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. <laughs> That's right. He's not gone. And he's still playing and. He signed, I think, a three-year deal with he the has, Renegades. Yeah. So he's death riding you guys. Well, I mean, that's well, that's thank you, guys. Yeah. Is that your? Is that his words or your words? Well, I'm, I don't yeah, know. Maybe there's a I think, um, I think that the issue that you have at times with uh, international stars is 
you have to put them on your list for your 18. You have to pay them out of your cap, and then you don't know what their availability is like. Of Gaz, who plays every test and, you know, is probably going to put more of emphasis on his body to make sure that he can get through, you just, is it is it worth the risk? Now, this is not my decision. I'm just thinking, is it yeah. worth having that guy on, You're going on, through the thought process. on your list as opposed to maybe getting uh, the next guy, i.e. Todd Murphy, who you're probably going to get for 10 games that can play, you know, and be around. So I think in a perfect world, you'd love it. So back to the original point I made with your test superstars is I would just, you know, this is me thought bubbling, give them a flat fee for whatever, X per game, and you nominate a club and that comes out of a CA pool of money, bang, you're in. You know, Gaz wants to come and play three games. That CA gets a flat match fee, bang, bang. And it doesn't take a spot from someone else. Yeah, that's right. So you can pick your 18 that can come and learn under Greg Shippard, can learn under Moses and Reeks. And then if one of them pops up, they can can slot them in wherever. Yeah, rather than saying, all right, Gaz, well, you're on, uh, you know, you're taking a big chunk of our cap. Uh, You're ready to play. Oh, look, I I can't. My body's cooked because I've just played five tests and I've got a big tour of India coming up. So, you know, the, the fact that he's with a club and still there is fantastic. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing. Um, and in a perfect world, would love to have him because he's always done well in big games. He's always stepped up. So, You're right about um, getting the Aussie superstars in there because no one else is doing any the Big Bash any favours. So no. every other league is popping up. They don't care when the Big Bash is being played. So the only thing we can control is, that, is the Aussie players. Yep. Getting him in there when you can. I think my biggest fear is that we neglect guys like guys like Mitch Marsh, Adam Zampa, Chris Lynn. I, I'm missing a few, but I'm just rattling off my head. When I think about Big Bash, these are guys that I think about. And what I would love is to keep these guys and really, as I said, make heroes of our local town, but make heroes of these guys who put T20 cricket on the map and not search too far outwards, look inwards, and really celebrate these guys. Keep them in connected mm. at a club. You know, and how you ever do that financially or whatever it is. But again, with these other leagues coming up, if I'm one of those players and I could go to the UAE League and the Dubai League, and you know we've been putting an emphasis on overseas players and they're getting paid significantly more than what these guys might get paid, why do they... Saying no favours, but if we're not if we're not doing favours to them, why would we expect a Mitch Marsh? And it's not him, but I'm just putting yeah, you know, as a name, as, as a name, as an example. Why do we expect him to stay in his twilight years when he can go and take the low hanging fruit? Yeah, and make twice, three times as much money. So, you know, it's important that we, and I'm sure they are CA working that out. But you know, I'd, I'd hate to see those guys go. I'd love to see Chris Lynn play a full tournament. Yeah. You know, he is part of the original Bash Brothers, having a great season with the Strikers. You've got to keep him in, Zampa, Marsh, etc. Good stuff. Mm. So, Socky, well, a couple of questions before I let you go. Firstly, you must have been overjoyed to see the New South Wales Blues win a Shield match for the first <laughs> time in 15 months this season. Did you crack open a cold one as a proud I, blue bagger? I watched. I did watch the game, and as I watched uh, most balls, and I, I think I, hang on, let's, let me. It? it was fantastic. You were in the box, and I think they were part way through the first session. You're like. I just can't work out why New South Wales has decided to bowl. Why have they bowled? This is, <laughs> and I think at the time, looking at the conditions, you, you, I think well, they, were, they were none for fifty, and it was a fair question. It's like you know, if you're going to back your batting group and whatever else. But as the game turned out, it uh, you know it ended up being a stroke of genius with a team that's in a lot of doubt with things that are going on. They went on to beat WA, who hadn't lost games. You know, they yep. beat him back to back. We went to Hobart, had a tough loss down there, but bounced back really well against Tassie. Like you brought up, they said that in commentary. 
Well, it was, is that, hey, we can cut that out, can't we? No, 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 I was probably right. I mean, I still back my thought process. Well, it was at the start. So it was the start of the session, and New South Wales won the toss and bowled, and I think it was a fair point to make because you're looking at it going, well, you know, have they – they break out to be none for 100, and they'll none for 55. So you're like, well, you know, if you win the toss, get in, you know, back your batters to go and exactly. get a job done. It was an unknown wicket, and the, the wicket actually – you know, they bowled – uh, yeah, it's a fresh wicket at the SCG. It's a well, they, bought, they, they got a lead and then they put, actually rolled them for 60. So it would yeah. have been interesting if they'd gotten ahead and New South Wales had to... Chase you know, something. Yeah. So that was the Ollie Davies century. Wasn't that fantastic? So that's probably, you know, and I'm sure you, you watched it firsthand, how amazing that innings was for a young man who... You know, I think there's a lot of talk around technique and this is the way you've got to play. And I think in the past, New South Wales cricket got stuck in a trap of pick stick and... Well, this is the way you got to go. Looks good. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you've got to get through. And then you've got someone like Ollie Davies who's just like sea ball, hit ball, stands very leg side, not big foot mover, but just looks to score runs yeah. from ball one. And I really like that mentality. And I think that resonated amongst the rest of the players. Jeez, it was like a breath of fresh air coming in in a bit of trouble and then just going, you know, I'm going to take the game forward. And he did it again. I mean, every innings bar his last, he's made Scored a half a 50. Inch. Yeah, so... It's been incredible. I mean, you've seen, mm. seen him a lot at Manly. He used mm. to play there. I think you jump ship in the off-season, I hear. Yes. Um, but, you know, beat. you've seen him develop. And I think that a player like him actually needs to be playing shield cricket to develop because there's not a lot of... You know, there's no, you know, there's second eleven cricket, but mm. get him out there and yep. just let him learn at the top level. I mean, no one else was scoring runs, so it wasn't like he was taking anyone's spot. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it's it's for a long time, New South Wales. It was a similar sort of batting lineup that you saw, but yeah, it was it was great that you, they showed a bit of courage and faith. Yeah, because you brought up the 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 toss thing. I'll just say that at the first <laughs> Shield, shield match of the you summer, you have embedded on this. Haven't uh, no, no, you? No, no, like the, first, <laughs> the first Shield match of the summer, I said they should be picking Ollie Davies. They didn't pick him. I said I don't care if he doesn't have a good defences. Get him out there. Yeah, you did. I do remember you saying that. Look, let me put it this way. Manage, you're, you're, you're very much right more than you're wrong. So don't, <laughs> don't worry. That was just one comment about the toss. And it was only amplifying my thoughts as well yeah, because, good. you know, I felt nervous for the Blues as well. And Ollie Davies, you know, has been a revelation. And as I said, we've got his brother here at the Sixers. And I actually think he could be as good, if not a better cricketer so will we see Greg Shippard and the Blues be brave enough to see him maybe playing some one day cricket uh, we, we might see him at the Sixers and potentially some Red Bull cricket I think he's uh, he's got a lot of, lot of talent look out for Joel Davies you've only seen him play a couple of times um, mm. Premier Cricket level mm. alright last one Socky so okay. you're not going this is the John Farnham tour the farewell tour what's next I mean I know you're, you're on SCN radio on the time you're mm. on uh, TV stations presenting the cricket. I mean, do you have ambitions to get into coaching, or what? What's what's the future? Yeah, it's a good question. So, one of the things they do with cricket is really good. You you get to sit down with uh, psychologists and sort of map these things out. So, you, but you spend a fair bit of time I've, with them. I've spent half the budget. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Uh, that's only one. I've only got one groundsman out there. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken the I've taken yeah. the price. Your therapy <laughs> sessions. <laughs> therapy session. So, yeah, so I've been sitting down working that out. And I think where I've landed on is once I've finished up this year, I'm moving up to Lennox Head with my fiance. So we're building a house up there. So we're moving up there, moving out of Manly where I lived, sold up and moving in April. And uh, I, I'm going to have probably 12 months off. You know, I feel like since I was 20 and I'm 39, it's just been cricket my whole 
journey and I enjoy my work at SEN um, but it's not something that I love doing you know I just do it to sort of fill in some time but I think I'm really just going to go and focus on uh, my relationship with the lovely Lexi Cartwright up there and just just switch off like a bit of long service leave Beautiful. you know if you have 10 years or 20 years in a business you generally get a three months off or six months off so I'm just not going to rush anything. You're going to find yourself up the sunny, up the coast. Yeah. Well, Nimbin's just up the corner. Yeah, if exactly. I can't, you can run into Adam's If I can't Zappa. find me, I'll find Sock. I'll yep. find Sock's mate. Yeah. I'll work up there with the... Oh, dear. Yeah, you, get, you can... Yeah, there's some... Yeah, fun, absolutely. You and Damper... Funky you can, cigarettes up there. Yeah, man. get a farm going, whatever. <laughs> grow your goat, own. A few goats. I will never see you again. Um, oh, well, I'll that's be taste, tasting colours up there. That's beautiful. And then I guess you can use that time to sort of reflect on the next steps and see how you feel. Yeah. You might actually, you might actually miss cricket. Well, I hope... Uh, that's kind of the thing. I, I feel a bit... You do get a bit burnt out, and I, there are parts that you really love, but the, the, the biggest challenge this year has been mentally getting yourself up and focused, and even right now as I speak to you, it's like, it's so, it is really hard to do to get focused on who you're coming up against, and I think it'll be really nice to just know that's it. You know, I got sacked from the Blues three or four years ago, and I played a lot on just like, I'm going to prove a point, you know, I've still got angry, and now that's sort of subsided, and I'm really happy with what's happened there cricket-wise, and feel like I've gotten the most out of my own ability and now it's about to end completely. I feel just relieved more than anything. So, you know, going up there and completely switching off around from cricket, getting to know some new mates, some of Lexi's family who lives up there. I'm pretty excited about that new chapter of my life. You a surfer? Uh, I I struggle, but I do go out on the board. But they, there's a lot of sharks up there. Yeah, right. Ballina and whatever. So I'll be getting in the That'll water. That'll keep you on your toes. Yeah, that's right. Snakes? Do you there like is snakes? a bit of extra there to eat. Do you eat. like snakes? Uh, of the of the Allen's kind, yeah. Love yeah, them. Okay, yeah. There'll be some real snakes around there. So. The killer pythons are fantastic. Yeah, I was up there recently and there was a python slithering around. What, in fun. Lennox? No, yeah, well, a bit behind. The in, Richmond in Tweed area yeah, and the hinterland? Mate, yeah, Yeah, well, that's that's so, yeah, we love Newry Bar. We've been up there a few times. So, mate, you'll have to drop in. We'll be Definitely. at Lennox. Yeah, I'll, I'll drive through. Your, I'll do your mate's rates up there. Great. I'll have a cup of tea and... Reminisce. Smoke a joint. Rem- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Hockey. Thank you, mate. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Welcome back. We're in the middle of our mega Big Bash preview. That was the great Stephen O'Keefe who's running around for the last time. 
Now, let's talk to Lance Morris, the wild thing, the Australian fast bowler who's with the test squad at the moment, but he was at the the Big Bash launch, so I got to talk to him. So here's my interview with Lance Morris. Lance, been called into the test squad. Um, You must be very excited. Yeah, absolutely. I think the build-up this this, uh, first half of the season has been a really nice um, introduction back into the longer format of cricket, and um, I think I'm in really good stead to hopefully seize an opportunity if it arises. Absolutely. And so what was, what was the extent of the... Was it the back issue you had in the off-season? Yeah, I guess it was a. It was probably a stress spot. It wasn't quite a stress fracture, but um, it was definitely... There was a bit of heat in my back and um, something going on there. So uh, personally, I actually didn't feel any pain, but it's one of those things, um, as I was just saying before, uh, if you don't give it any attention it can get pretty bad and and that's when you're spending nine to 12 months on the sidelines so I think the fact that we found it and jumped on it is a pretty good result. And do you have a history of uh, back issues? Along the along the journey yeah I think as as most fast bowlers do you sort of get that that period where your body's sort of getting used to to bowling at high intensity so I, I definitely had a um, stress fracture when I was about 17 years old when I first moved up and started playing grade cricket in Perth so yeah, I, it's probably something along the lines of like that step up in intensity that um, generally causes something like that. But um, I'm hopeful that I'm sort of at that age bracket now where I'm, I'm good to go and um, hopefully everything stays clear. Excellent. Do you have to do anything? Have you had to do any work on your action or was it just a case of resting? Nothing in particular that was sort of causing any back pain or anything like that, but I, I have been working away on um, sort of just making it a bit more economical for myself to bowl for longer periods of time, I guess. So, uh, yeah, the last six months has been a really nice period of um, fine-tuning, yeah. Excellent. So, uh, firstly, I'm aware that all the, the bowlers in the Australian team have negotiated with you that you pitch it up when you're in the nets, is that correct? <laughs> I don't think they let the bowlers bowl at each other a whole lot, to be honest. That, that's a bad idea. Um, no, generally the cartel looks after each other, yeah. Good. So, well, so Hazelwood Star Cummins, you know, three of the best. Um, you've been lucky enough to, you know, be in a lot of squads with them. Anyone in particular you've, um, you know, really sidled up to to get some advice? Honestly, like the all all the cartel have been amazing. Like I've, there's been periods where, especially when I was in India, where you get the opportunity to bowl alongside Mitchell Stark in the nets, um, or yeah, have a chat with Pat Cummins at the end of his run up. Like it just that sort of stuff. Just being around a squad environment, obviously that sort of just happens organically, I guess. And yeah, it's it's been a great learning experience. And like I said just before, um, I'm extremely grateful for the way they've welcomed me into the team and and how forthcoming they are with knowledge and stuff like that and um you know is there anything particular you've gleaned off them that you're like okay this is probably something i need to work on uh, for for the step up probably their their training mindset like it what it was nice what was nice to hear is that they're they're also working on things like they're never the final not they're never the final product i guess like they're speaking about like what they're working on during the training session and they're not just coming to roll the arm over they're they're actually They've got something that they want to get better at. So, um, yeah, that's that's obviously why they've been at the top level for so long. They're always looking to get better. Have that focus. Yeah. Just on inside the Australian team, you know, what's the environment like under Andrew McDonald and George Bailey? I think they've got a really nice balance at the moment um, in terms of 
uh, yeah, obviously performing on field, but when you're in a change room environment like that, it's a, a sense of just calm and, and um, nothing like too stressful in that. Because like, I think you've got the stresses of playing cricket for Australia anyway. Like you've got a fair bit on your shoulders as it is. So yeah, finding that, that space where everyone's comfortable and happy and um, everyone can be themselves, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's the big comment is that Pat and Andrew and, and even George try and keep a calm environment. And, and how is the communication you feel from the selection panel? George Bailey said, you know, he wanted to improve that when he took over. I mean, how, how do you find the communication? Yeah, it's really good. I think whenever, whenever I need to ask a question, they've always been reassuring that we're, we're on the end of the phone whenever you want. So um, they've been really great in that respect. Excellent. Well, best of luck uh, in the test squad over the summer. Hopefully we see you in, in the Scorchers kit for a couple of games. I mean, how passionate are you about playing in the Big Bash when you get the chance? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think looking back when I was younger, I used to travel up from Dunsborough and watch the Scorchers play and it's going to make him sound pretty old, but um, watching AJ tie ball <laughs> and stuff like that. So, yeah, now that I get to play alongside those guys, it's pretty awesome. So, like, yeah, it's... It's a pretty cool opportunity to walk onto um, Perth Stadium and have amazing crowds. We've got a great fan base over there, so it's awesome. Thanks, Lance. Best of luck for the summer. Awesome. Thank you, mate. Like a lot of fast bowlers, very nice off the field, but I would hate to face him in the middle. On to another fast bowler. Now we've got Wes Agar from the Adelaide Strikers. Long-time listeners to this podcast will remember I interviewed him for a men's masterclass back in 2020 during lockdown. He's one of the nicest fellas running around cricket. In fact, he and Ashton have both been on the podcast. Just lovely, lovely fellas. So here's my chat with Wes Agar. Here with Wes Agar. Now, Wes, I don't know if you remember, but I got you on my podcast during lockdown. Yes. We had a great one-on-one interview. Um, how have you been going in the last couple of years? Yeah, been going okay. A lot has happened since then, I guess. Um, but no, everything's going well, dealing with a few injuries um, and working over them. But other than that, things are going well and I'm standing here, so it can't go too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, put on the Australian colours since we, we last spoke to you. You said some injuries to start the season? Yeah, had a few injuries um, to start the season. I played in the UK in the winter. Where'd you play there? I played for Kent, a cricket club over there in the county championship in the Blast. And to be able to play that was great, but I think the load created a few injuries. Um, But I've just been dealing with that, and and luckily enough I've been able to play some games and get some form uh, leading into the big bash. Yeah, I, I noticed, um, you know, it's, it's South Australia have had a pretty good start to the summer, especially in the Shield stuff. What, how do you think the team's coming together? Yeah, we're a good team. We're a young team. Um, and you don't really compare cricket teams to football teams, but I think in our case you can because we have a lot of players that are of similar age that are developing and getting games under their belt. And I think a lot of success in cricket comes from experience and comes from playing games and knowing the game. Um, and we're starting to get that. We've got players now that have 30 games under their belt and you're starting to see the maturity in their games that's creating success. Yeah, I mean, you look at the work Jason Gillespie's been able to do. Last summer, the team made the the Marsh One Day Cup final. This year, some good performances in the Sheffield Shield. It must be pleasing to see the group starting to turn the corner. Yeah, it's really pleasing. No one likes losing, um, and especially the South Australian fans. And... Um, they're passionate supporters and we want to play well for them and to, to not have the success that we've had in the last couple of years has really made us knuckle down and to now get that success and see the happiness in our fans' um, faces and in, in their comments on social media 
gives us a lot of pleasure. Oh, definitely. And now you turn the page, now you've got the strikers gear on. Friend of the podcast, James Baisley, signed with you guys. So you, you must be giving yourself some big chances to make the finals. Yeah, I, don't, I think every team goes in trying to try their best and wanting to win the, that trophy. I think we've got a really strong batting lineup this year. We've got a bowling lineup that is confident, um, but probably doesn't have as much experience as our batting lineup. So hopefully we're able to gel together and use, um, hopefully use our batters to then help our bowlers get the confidence we need to perform. And, and do you like the shortened season down to 10 games? I do, personally, yes. As a cricketer that suffers from a few injuries, uh, you never want to have too much workload. But I think for the fans in general, um, I think it was a want from both players and fans. And to get that now, I think it's going to create a lot more interest for a lot longer of the tournament. Yes, it makes every game a little bit more important, doesn't it? Definitely. You need to be on from from the first ball now um, and from game one. So uh, I think the old format we saw Brisbane Heat was sitting bottom of the ladder with five games to go and won five in a row and ended up making the grand final. That that probably can't happen now anymore. Um, So it's going to create a lot more interest going into the, the back end of the season. And I mentioned, you know, you've you played for Australia since we, we had you on the show. That must give you a big incentive now to try and get back there. I mean, yeah. these big three quicks aren't going to be around forever. Yeah, definitely. I think playing for Australia gives you a lot of confidence going into when you have failures and cricket is a game where you fail a lot, uh, more probably more than you succeed. So for me personally, it allows me to sit with those failures a lot better knowing that I'm good enough and I have been good enough to play at the top level. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the bowlers aren't getting any any younger, but I know it's about performing consistently and biding my time. And, and what's going on outside cricket? When we had you on the show, um, you're talking about the big move across and, you know, you're talking about some, some mental health battles. I mean, you know, yeah. how's everything going? Life's going well outside of cricket, I think. Um, those battles I dealt with, I was probably at a really dark place when I spoke to you last time. Um, I'm passionate about mental health and I'm passionate about being able to speak about it freely. Um, I'm in a really good place now where I'm able to... uh, I've got a lot better. Um, I've been able to deal with it and learn about it and hopefully hoping to use my my experience and and where I'm at in my cricket to be able to help others deal with with similar things. Um, But I guess life outside of cricket's going really well. I feel really settled in Adelaide. Um, I've bought a house in Adelaide now and, yeah, life... Life speaking. <laughs> Excellent. And do you find now that you're, you know, a senior member of the squad, you're someone that does, you know, help some of the younger players? I was speaking to Jake Fraser McGurk who moved across. Like, yeah. you know, do, do you find you, you put your arm around some of the younger players? I think I think you naturally do. Um, Jake Fraser McGurk came from Victoria. I'm a Victorian as well. So um, when you see that, you sort of feel inherently um, obliged to, to help him out. But I think as a group at Saka, if... I don't think our coach would be too great if we weren't out to help the youngsters. So for us as, as players and as senior players, it's all about developing young youngsters and building a strong culture within our group. Oh, excellent. Well, it's great to see you again and best of luck for the rest of the summer. Thanks so much. Terrific stuff from Wes. All right, to round out my mega Big Bash preview, I've got the rooster, Jake Fraser McGurk, who is playing for the Melbourne Renegades this year. He made the fastest list day century this summer. He scored a century of just 29 balls and he also made his first first class century for South Australia playing against his old team Victoria. So this is a player that is on the rise. Let's have a chat to Jake Fraser McGurk. All right I'm here with the rooster Jake Fraser McGurk in his Renegades kit. 
Jake, you've started the season in sensational form, Shield 100, Marsh Cup 100. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel like I'm in sort of the best place I've been in, in my career. Um, I know people think I'm 21, but I've, I've been around since I was 17. So, you know, four years and, um, and yeah, you know, that feeling of being in the best place is, is always good. And, um, and, yeah, hopefully I can put that in, in the red colours this year. Yeah, excellent. Um, so starting with that record-breaking uh, Marsh Cup tonne, what did it come off? Um, 30-odd balls, was that right? 29. 29 balls. Wow, I sold you short there. Um, <laughs> incredible. I mean, how have you sort of reflected on that now that it's been a little while? I can't really say that I have reflected on it. I've definitely watched it a few times. <laughs> but, um, but no, I'm, what I really do is just sort of, you know, every game I play, I'm like, what I do well, what can I work on? And then next game I, I try and, you know, train through that. In, in trainings and then do better next game and that's that's the process of, of professional cricket you just got to let whatever happens happen and then train what you can and then do as best as you can the next game so yeah I wasn't wasn't really focused on that much you know three days after it was just like another hundred so yeah well it must have given you a lot of confidence yeah definitely it definitely did um a lot of confidence just to go out there and play my natural game and give people a glimpse of, of some of the things that I could do and, and um, hopefully, you know, I can do that for the Renegades this year. And then how satisfying was it then from to translate that white ball form into a, a Shield 100 for South Australia? Yeah, massive for me. I've always wanted to, you know, make a Shield 100 ever since I made my debut for Victoria and then for South Australia, you know, playing against my old state um i don't think i could have timed it any better to be fair but yeah i was i was stoked um always seeing everyone getting you know red ball hundreds and i, I wanted to be that guy who, who got one and um people thought i couldn't do it and bat for a long period of time so it's nice to prove a couple of people wrong and and show some some good signs to the to the coaching staff and everyone who's backed me yes and you made a big move across from victoria to south australia i mean what's jason gillespie and the south australian uh, support staff been like for you and how much have they helped you yeah they've been amazing dizzy and and stephen stubbings even ryan harris the bowling coach as well just their constant support and, and backing of of the way i play and you know to have full confidence that i'm going to go out there with my processes and do really well um or try to do really well and you know, just having that, that backing from the coaches is just massive for my for my game. So, yeah, it's been amazing so far and hopefully that stays the same throughout the years that I'm at South Australia. Absolutely. I heard you saying that, you, you know, one of the reasons for a change was just getting a change of environment, hopefully, um, to, you know, help you develop. And it seems like it really worked moving states for you. Yeah, definitely. Nothing to say anything about Victoria, about their environment. I just think a change of scenery sometimes is good. You know, it's come off so far at the first start of the season. Hopefully it keeps going after Big Bash and, and throughout Big Bash as well. How hard was it um, leaving your home state and your family and moving? Yeah, extremely hard. You know, I've, I've grew up with all those boys playing with them since I was 14, 13. Um, you know, my best mates uh, all live there and, and things like that. And, and then my family as well, you know. Some tricky periods through there and, you know, driving up to up to Adelaide is... is is pretty tough and leaving them behind but packing up the car yeah pretty much packed up the car and it was a full car but yeah that was that was pretty tough yeah went through a little bit of some some battles there with myself homesickness yeah a little bit like that um you know just missing people missing family so yeah it's good to be back in melbourne for the big bash though that's for sure yes i've got you in your renegades colors now we've talked about the great success in all the other forms of the game now you turn your attention to t20 cricket how important is t20 cricket to you 
Yeah, T20 cricket's massive. I think that's where the game's going and, and that's where the future's sort of going as well. Not saying test cricket is, is not great or anything like that, but a lot of kids and a lot of, you know, kids nowadays are growing up watching 2020 cricket more than test cricket. So it's important to, you know, put on a show and do all that for the, for the fans. But, yeah, I think that's the way cricket's trending at the moment is in the shorter forms. And, and yeah, obviously I haven't really shot the lights out with 2020 cricket, but um, I'm hoping to, you know, change that this year. You've certainly got the game for it. So, I mean, I guess you see yourself as one of those rare sort of all-format players that can just play this sort of natural game, whether that's red ball or white ball cricket. I, yeah, I just think it's having the same, as I've spoken about, the same process in all forms of the game and having one that works in all forms. So, um, obviously, you know, you're up to your tempo and you're up how, how, you, how hard you go in different sort of formats, but... Yeah, I think, as you saw, the Shield 100 was still almost off 100 strike rate and things like that. So, yeah, it's not too dissimilar to to how I bat every other time. It's just, you know, you've got to be more wary about the field placements and there's more, you know, bowl variations and things like that. So, yeah, that takes a lot of training, but um, but hopefully this year will be fine. Definitely. And there's some big names in the Renegades this year, none bigger than Quinton de Kock, who will be putting on the red. Uh, you must be excited to get to play with him. Yeah, I'm stoked. Um, when I heard that signing, pick his brains, learn as much as I can from him. He had a wonderful World Cup. Yeah, he's going to be massive for us and um, he's going to get some bums on seats, that's for sure. Yes. I'm also excited to look at his uh, his SS bats. I've, I've heard they're really nice. So his SS bats? Hopefully I can pinch one. Which oh, one. there we go. Yeah. You better look out. He might just notice one go missing by the end of the summer. Nah, nah, he'll, he'll have them all. He'll have them all. He's all good. Excellent. Well, Jake, you know, best of luck with the season. You know, hopefully this can really propel your T20 career because I'm, you know, I'm sure you'd love to, I don't know, play in some leagues around the world at some stage. Yeah, definitely. You know, that could be something in the future. At the moment, I'm just sort of focused on the big bash and then... Um, one game at a time. Yeah, one game at a time sort of thing. Whatever format I'm playing, you know, focus on that and don't look too far ahead. And first game's at the SCG against the Sixers. So, you know, big game to start. Yeah, we've got a, two pretty tough games to start. We've got the Sixers and the Scorchers. So, right. Um, so you're yeah. probably happy Morris has been picked in the Test squad. I'm extremely happy with face that. Him. Extremely happy with that. Yeah, I, I'm not a massive fan of facing Lance, but I don't think anyone is around the country, to be fair. So, so yeah, two big games to start. Hopefully we can get off to a good start and set our season up. Well, Jake, thanks for coming on the podcast and great to meet you. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody. I hope that has whet your appetite for the Big Bash season. Thanks to Steve O'Keefe, Lance Morris, Wes Ager, and Jake Fraser-McGurk for jumping on the podcast. Remember, if you could do me a massive favour and rate and review the podcast on your favourite app, that would be much appreciated. If you want to become a valued patron of the show, head to patreon.com and search Cricket Unfiltered. I really appreciate the patrons that are on patreon.com. And if anyone wants to join them, it would be much appreciated. Also, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Amenas, A-M-E-N-N-E-R-S. And I'll be back next week with some surprise guests. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.